Welcome to the lab where your second half is your best half. If you're a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s, or beyond, and you're ready to create a wild second half that makes you feel energized and alive, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Ladan Barber, and I'm going to share with you inspiration as well as interviews and real life transformation from women just like you who are unapologetically living a fulfilling second half. The second half of your life is an invitation to spark a new version of yourself. So let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Second Half Lab. I'm going to get right into it today because we're going to talk about something a bit serious, but I promise you by the end of this episode, you'll like not only feel inspired, but you're going to have like greater awareness for why you're feeling the way you're feeling and how you cannot just cope with it, but actually expand beyond it. So (laughs) I need to hear this. I need to hear this as much as you. And why do I say that we have to get serious? Because two out of three of us are struggling with this right now. Two out of three of us women are struggling with this. And yet only 12% of us talk about it. So what is it? Loneliness. Loneliness. And why do only 12% of us talk about it? It's because loneliness brings shame. It asks questions like, what's wrong with me? Or it brings insecurity, brings light to insecurity. Oh, I must be weird. I must be unworthy. I must not be good enough. You know, I promised you that we will get to good stuff, but we must lay it all out first. The Surgeon General released a report last year, and they said the greatest threat to our life, to our health, is not heart disease, it's not obesity, it's loneliness. It's loneliness. There are statistics around heart disease and stroke and dementia, how loneliness is the cause of the increase in all of that. So that's a really powerful insight because if when, I should say, you wrap your arms around this loneliness and you break free from it, that's going to actually reverse this aging process because aging is affected by loneliness. One of the statistics is that loneliness increases the risk of premature death by more than 60%, 60%. So again, let's look at this as good news, like good, good information to have. Because again, if we wrap our, hand, our arms around this loneliness, just think, you've just defied the aging process. You just added time to your life. And we know how valuable that is, don't we? You know, so I want to unbox two types of loneliness so that you can define where you fit in and begin healing yourself of it. The first type is you're lonely because you're alone. You're lonely because you're alone. You're very, very much aware that other people aren't around you. And what you begin to see is other people connecting and having fun without you. This comes up when 
you experience empty nesting, a change in a job, a divorce, a loss, a breakup, moving to a new area, social isolation. We experienced that during COVID, didn't we? Financial struggles, sickness. That's when you experience this loneliness because you're alone. This feeling can be painful, especially when it's difficult to find people to connect with, but it goes away once you do. The second type of loneliness is lonely even when you're not alone. Lonely when you're not alone. This creeps in when you're surrounded by people, even people who love and care about you. It's relentless. It shows up and even stays long periods of time. I said I was going to be transparent, and this is where I believe I need to share this message with you, is that this type of loneliness, where there was a lot of going on around me, really stemmed from childhood. And it was like, this insight has helped me so greatly, especially over the last year or two. So this is where I had to get honest with my trigger. You know, my parents did the best that they could. I look back, I have a different perspective on it. I had some bitterness throughout my my life and resentment. But I look back and in my emotional maturity, I do see that they did the best with what they had, but they were emotionally unavailable for me. They often said, oh, like if I had any emotion, oh, you're a pain in the blank, just go to your room. They would shoo me away. They sent me a message that you're on your own, kid. You know, and so when I'm in the company of someone, even to most recent, I have to recognize what I'm really feeling. And we're going to get into that, by the way. Wow, you're going to be really surprised about what you learned today. But when someone is in the room with me and they're on their phone, they're so engrossed in their phone, like you can't have a conversation with them. I feel like that same hurt that I felt as a child. I felt neglected. I felt invisible. You know, and I can take it personal when I'm not aware, when I don't bring attention to what's really going on and create an action that's going to make me feel better. So I'm stretching here because I promised you I'd get to the good news. So let's get to it. Childhood emotional neglect that I just talked about and feelings of loneliness are not a life sentence. Many, like myself included, have healed in this area, and you can too. And it starts with awareness. And that's what we're opening up our eyes to today. And I want to do this by challenging you with four or maybe five, I believe, perspectives to help you break free from that pain of loneliness. And one of those perspectives is alone and lonely are not the same. Alone and lonely are not the same. We can often confuse and think that alone equates to loneliness, but they don't. Alone is a state of being, whereas lonely is an emotion. 
So if we separate the two, we can see that I'm not lonely. I'm just by myself. Or the flip side, I'm not alone, but I feel lonely. Here's the good news. You can feel and take action at the same time. They are not the same. So you can have them both. What that does is that can free you from feeling stuck in this emotional turmoil of loneliness. Equating alone and loneliness is keeping you in a vicious cycle of feeling more of what you don't want. (laughs) And that's loneliness. You can still feel lonely and practice the safety of being alone. You can still feel lonely and take action on connecting with yourself or connecting with others. There's a lot of power in that. The second perspective I want to challenge you with is loneliness will not work itself out on its own. It will not. It takes intentionality. If you're inside Be Her Now, we often talk about using intentionality to to get what you want, to get how you want to feel. Here, it's no different. It takes you registering yourself for events. It takes you going places where people are doing the things that you enjoy, like church, coffee shops, you know, motorcycle clubs, yoga classes. It takes intentionality. And I want you to see that this is not a you problem because we can personalize a lot of things. This is not a you problem. This is a culture problem. When smart phones came out. Now that we have DoorDash and online church and FaceTime, social media, sure, it appears that our life was made so convenient, but boy, it really dishes out a lot of isolation. We don't meet in person as much. We don't pick up the phone and actually talk. You know, we text, there's not a lot of connection. When I was writing this podcast episode, I was was thinking like, I remember the day, and I'm going to age myself, of course, but I remember the day, even in my 30s, where my mom would just pick up the phone when it was on the wall at that time. (laughs) She would pick up the phone and call my aunt, and my aunt's on the other end, and she goes, hello? And then my mom would say, put the coffee on, you know, and click that was it. That was their date. And my mom would get in the car with my dad and they would go and they would go to my aunt's house and sit at the table and have coffee and just chat. We don't have that connection anymore because of all these air quote conveniences. These conveniences have created a great deal of isolation. And that's why, and I'm hoping I'm selling you on this. That is why it takes intentionality. It's too easy it's too easy to be isolated. It's too easy to be lonely. You can so quickly break free from waiting for something to change by saying yes to invites as well as initiating invites. And keep initiating, by the way, even when people reject you or feels like rejection, when somebody cancels on you or they say that they're not available, you put yourself out there and you extend invites Again, you got to stay with this. You don't allow those cancellations, people having other, or, you know, are too busy for you. You don't take it as too busy for you. They're just busy. You don't allow it to mean anything about you. And you put yourself out there. 
And this leads me to the third perspective I want to challenge you with. Loneliness is not about you. It's not about you. You're not weird. You're not unworthy. You're not needy. Simply your body is saying, hey girl, I need something. I need something more. And this is just a little side note I want to add to this because I think about like entrepreneurship and those of us that have made a lot of changes. When you're growing as a person, as you're growing more attached to your true self, it's normal to feel a little lonely as you detach from like your old relationships and your old patterns. So I just want to make that note that that's very normal. Nothing is wrong. So loneliness is not about you. Break free from the pain, the additional pain caused through personalizing and get curious what it is that your inner being is craving, what it's really craving. And that leads me to number four, loneliness. Hear me on this. Loneliness is not the real feeling you're experiencing. Let me explain. What appears as the obvious solution to loneliness is what we just talked about, like making connections, right? While connecting with people will certainly give relief to this pain, it may just be temporary. It may just be temporary. And here's why. Loneliness is the mask to a deeper feeling. When you look at the emotional wheel, loneliness, because it's on the outside of the wheel, that's what's spoken of. But the source of what you're feeling is neglect. And neglect, that feeling of neglect, if we go a little deeper, leads to a feeling of sadness. So to address loneliness, we think about connecting. But to get to the core so that you don't experience this over and over, get to the source, addressing the neglect you're feeling puts you in a position to stop recycling more of this loneliness. And here's what you can do to do that. (laughs) Not from shame. I want you to ask yourself, where am I neglecting myself? Remember when I talked to you about my parents, I felt neglected. I felt invisible. So another question to ask yourself is, where am I not seeing myself? This right here, and I mentioned it to you because I most recently had to reapply this to a situation, to a circumstance. This has been the greatest source of my healing, and it can be for you too. And rewinding to that childhood story, my emotions were treated as unimportant. Here's what I discovered, and you will too. I was treating my emotions as unimportant too, just as I was modeled. Now it's time to do the opposite. Treat your feelings the way they were meant to be treated, as important. This insight on asking yourself, where am I neglecting myself? What I realized is that I was given responsibility to other people for how I felt. When I took ownership for how I was feeling, 
that is when I became most powerful. I was able to see where I was neglecting myself, where I was not taking care of myself, where I was going into isolation, where I was rejecting people's invites, where I was not giving a voice to my emotion. I was avoiding them. I was ignoring them. You can break free from the cycle of more loneliness to a cycle of more of what you want to feel just by becoming aware of the real feeling you're craving. And that feeling is neglect. Start there. And I promise you, I promise you that will be a game changer for you. And here, there are five in my notes here. (laughs) Number five, the five perspective, the fifth perspective I want to challenge you with. You're not always supposed to be happy. There it is. You're not always supposed to be happy. We're conditioned to believe that we are. There's not enough red wine, drugs, sex, men, whatever, that's going to keep us always happy. And I know that that sounds kind of silly, like consciously you're like, oh, duh, I know. But subconsciously it's thinking something is wrong when we're not happy. So we go and we go do something like turn to food and alcohol and men and blame and binging and the list goes on and on. Why do we run away? We run from the feeling that doesn't feel like happy. Subconsciously, that's what's happening. Instead of putting so much emotional energy, creating this emotional war inside you from running from it, because it does. We think that by running from it, we're doing ourselves a favor and we're not. We're just creating more turmoil. Instead, you can allow yourself to feel the feeling of loneliness. As we now know, it's really neglect and sadness. So think about that and just say, you know, this feels kind of shitty, but I'm safe. I can feel it while I take action to fill my life take action towards the feeling I really desire. And that might be, I desire to feel seen. I desire to feel heard. I desire to have connection. This is where your power is at. This is where you build more of that feeling that you do desire is by giving yourself permission to feel the shitty stuff while that this is the key part while you take the action. You can stop turning your back on you by feeling safe, knowing it's okay to feel that shitty feeling while you take action on what you want. It sends a message to your inner self, your inner being that says, we're good. We're okay. I got your back. I got your back, girl. And that's so incredibly powerful. I want to wrap this up with you. First of all, there's a lot of depth in this episode. So I encourage you, if you're experiencing loneliness, if you're feeling invisible, not seen, not heard, I encourage you to go back and listen to this episode because there's a lot of nuggets where that you can take your power back through responsibility and Start taking action towards the feelings. Allow yourself to feel those feels while you take action. And I also want you to hear that 
with all the talk about aging and our health and our limitations and our 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond, today you can 180 your aging process by addressing loneliness, by challenging the perspectives I laid out here for you today, challenging what you've been conditioned to believe. You can shift from regurgitating the pain of loneliness, waiting, painful, personalizing, running from feelings. You can shift from regurgitating that to getting to the source and feeling more of what it is you do want. So we are doing this inside of Be Her Now. I know you want to feel better, but it can't be done without building a bridge from those feelings you crave to what you're feeling today. And Be Her Now is that bridge. So DM me or email me today the word her at Linda at Lindan Barber for the details. Women are experiencing like incredible transformation in how they feel which trickles down to how they show up, how they behave, how they act, and what they ultimately experience, what their outcomes are. And it starts with the feelings. So we do this inside of Be Her Now. So I hope that you come on the inside. I'll see you on the next episode. I love you much. Hey, my beautiful friend, can I ask you a favor? If you got something from today's episode, can you scroll to the show page and leave a review? This helps us get the second half lab out to more women. And because of you, it has reached women, not just in the US and Canada, but in Finland and England and Ireland and Australia and many other areas. So thank you. Thank you for sharing and thank you for the review. I'll see you on the next episode.